0: The following podcast contains spoilers and words like f, f**k and f. We Watched a Thing. We Watched a Thing. Hello everybody and welcome back to We Watched a Thing. You've got B Dizzle, you've got David Powell. Uh, Hello. He's got a martini. I do. How are you doing mate? I
1: am very good.
0: I'm looking forward to this. It's a weird one today. Me too. It is. It is. Mentioned last week that uh, I've got a lot on my plate right now, um, But and I'm, I'm going to beep this, but I did see the assembly cut of <laughs> which was pretty exciting.
1: You saw a thing uh, that we can't yeah. talk about. You, you watched a thing, but it's not the, the gist of the episode.
0: That's right. So, we thought we'd have a bit of fun with this and not have to get to the movies and stuff. So, thought we'd do some kind of countdown type episodes. And what did we land on for today, mate?
1: We landed on top five movie couples. We're in romance land. Yes. Everyone else is talking about John Wick punching people we thought would be a little (laughs) bit more sensitive.
0: Yep, because that's us. We're sensitive guys, mate.
1: Yeah. We're (laughs) lovers, not fighters.
0: (laughs) How did, how did you find making this list? I know that we had to clarify a few things because around halfway through the day, you reached out to me and said, are we including like bromances and stuff? Mm. And at that point, I was like, yes, absolutely. And then about 20 minutes later, I said, actually, five is not enough. This is too hard. No, yep. that'll be a separate list. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how, how did you go about making this?
1: Oh, uh, I just sat down and I, I avoided doing the, the standard. We have a list. I need to go to Google and start Googling what other people have put in similar lists. I just did this completely off the top of my head and ended up with 10 or 15 before I just went, oh, fuck it, I'm going to stop even thinking about it or it's going to be even harder to narrow (laughs) down.
0: Um, Yeah, and I'm I'm 100% certain that as we go through this, you'll name names and I'll be like, oh, fuck, how (laughs) did I forget that one? Maybe the same vice versa because I I did the same thing. I just went off my head. I'm,
1: I'm telling you now so that you don't think that I'm making it up, I have two couples that I left off because I knew they would be in your top five, and I'm desperately hoping you've <laughs> forgotten them so that I can tell you as honourable mentions and make you scream.
0: <laughs> I do I do have one that I've just thought of just now that I should have had on my list, but it's too I'm not adjusting anything. I'm just gonna leave it. It'll oh, so be an honorable mention. In if it's Maybe better. it'll be on your list. I All right. doubt let's it. Well let's do it.
1: I don't think we're gonna have any <laughs> right. I don't think we're gonna have any crossovers. Just looking at really? my list. I, I genuinely don't if we were doing it like a top 10 or something I think we would but I don't think we will in the top yep. five
0: all right well why don't you kick us off with your number five tonight
1: all right now
0: mine are all out of order because I went
1: arbitrarily through numbering <laughs> these just before we started um all right number five boom yep here we go my number five is Martha and Francis from a film called Mr. Wright. As played
0: by not Anna Mr. Kendrick right.
1: and Sam Rockwell.
0: Uh, yep, I knew that it was Anna Kendrick. I have heard of this film, but I have not seen it. I'm guessing it's a rom com.
1: It's a rom com, but it's a really fucking violent one. A oh, really, yeah. It's surprising. It's a, and I think this is why a lot of people don't like it. I, I've, I really liked it. I've seen it about three times now. I think. Um. Anna Kendrick's being Anna Kendrick, so that's obviously ten out of ten charm factor. Um, yeah. Sam Rockwell is being weird. Sam Rockwell, I'm sure he dances at multiple points. <laughs> she's you she's dance. your sort of almost manic pixie dream girl type who is flighty yeah. and um, can't settle down and can't land a relationship, and she's just all a bit of a, yeah. a bit of a hot mess. Comes across Sam Rockwell who's charming and a bit off kilter and, you know, she likes him, but he's very weird and secretive and turns out he's a hitman. Um, right. He, he's basically John Wick. He's like the uber hitman um, who everyone's afraid of, but he's also kooky and weird and dances and, <laughs> and <it's> dances. charming <laughs> as fuck. And uh, it, they just mesh b- beautifully uh, um, both yeah, both right. uh, as actors and, and the way their personas are on screen and the characters, and I just love the shit out of this movie. It's really funny, and I think the reason why it didn't find an audience, because the rom-com audience would have found it a bit too violent, because it's quite bloody. Yeah. The The yeah, fights yeah. are, they're not John Wick level, but they're proper yeah. fight scenes, they're proper choreography, you know, choreographed like a proper fight scene. And there's people being killed left, right, and centre, which is a little bit kind of uncomfortable for a rom-com crowd. Yeah, yeah. Um, where you expect yeah. everyone to get up afterwards and just have a few bruises. No, no, no. He's he's <laughs> absolutely fucking killing people. Um, And what makes it even more uncomfortable, I think, is that she, in while initially sort of shocked by his profession, finds it, yeah. Weirdly exciting and then yeah, really gets yeah. into it. And then by the end, she's fucking killing people left and right as well. Um, yeah, nice. So I'm right pink. up my I I you, love a
0: Manic you'd Pixie Dream it. Girl. Yeah. You, I love a Manic Pixie Dream Girl. I have one on my list for sure.
1: Oh, okay. Um, That's going to be one of the ones that I've left off mine because it's definitely on yours. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I reckon you'd really dig this. I think Niff's could like it as well. It's like it's violent. But it's not like Tarantino, yeah. and it, it's, all, yeah, nice. it's it's all it's never not
0: having fun. All right. Well, my number five is, I don't think this is going to be on your list either. This was a big movie, an Oscar-winning movie, in fact, only a few years ago. And yet I think if you asked anyone to come up with a list of couples, I don't think they'd have this on there. But this is a really beautiful love story, I think, between two, I'm not even going to say people, I'm going to say creatures, who cannot even communicate with each other.
1: Uh, This is an honourable mention.
0: It is Eliza and the Fishman from The Shape of Water.
1: (laughs) Honourable mention. (laughs) And I've literally got written Eliza and the Fish. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what mine says as well. I I think it's just such a beautiful story. I love this film. I think it's- Like, don't get me wrong, I love all of Guillermo del Toro's work. But I think that this is one of his strongest. And strangely, I didn't think that he could delve deeper into kind of fairy tale lore than what he did with Pan's Labyrinth. But I think this is somehow even more of a fairy tale. And I think the romance between these two beings is just so prominent without being- I don't know. There's something kind of strangely beautiful in it. It, it. it is
1: one of the most genius things about this film, and obviously it's it's a really, really good film and and justifiably won lots and lots of awards. But one of the most genius things is, at least for me, and I'm assuming for you, at no point am I going, ew, she's fucking a fish. That's a, that's a thing. How, how the gross? hell did he make this not ooey from start to finish, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and actually have it be a beautiful romance. Um, it, it's yeah. it's really really amazing work to yeah. be able to accomplish one hundred percent.
0: Well, I am glad that's on your honourable mentions at least. All right, what's your number four?
1: all right number four is Nina and Jamie from a film called Truly Madly Deeply,
0: which Again, is film I've not seen. Alan,
1: Alan Rickman <laughs> and. Um, uh, Juliet Stevenson, I think, from memory. I should have written this down. Um, right. It's w- one of the most beautiful romance
0: films I've ever seen. Um, it's hard for me to picture Alan Rickman in a romantic film and, and this There's came, something very unsexual about <laughs> him. <laughs> I,
1: I saw this for the first time very soon after I saw Die Hard. And yeah. it was- Quite odd, but it but <laughs> it, it is a, a really beautiful film. It's Anthony Mangella who um, probably most famous for the English Patient, but I forgave him for that because this film is so fantastic. Um It concerns uh, so Nina is a widow. Uh, her partner Jamie is newly passed away, and she is. Not coping in the slightest, they were, uh, you know, absolute soulmates, and she is just bereft at the start of the film. Um, and then he sort of appears as a, as a sort of a corporeal ghost, so he's solid, um, and sort of refills that, that gap that's been in her life, um, yeah. and she's. Happy as a clam, she's every you know that they have this idyllic life together for a while in her apartment, which he can't leave. Um, But she's switched off from every other facet of her life, and so everyone else is concerned about her because they don't know that he's sort of quote unquote back. Um, They just think she's wallowing depression when, in actual fact, she's absolutely deliriously happy. But obviously. That can't sustain forever, and yeah, and that's yeah. where sort of the the tragic part of the rom- romantic film comes in. But it, it's it's it, their relationship is just perfect soulmates. Uh, in the so, what the, year is this from? Nineteen ninety on the dot.
0: Yeah, right. Um, yeah, cool. So not long after Die Hard at all.
1: No, um, and and the yeah. supporting cast is wonderful. Uh, you got Bill Patterson in, in there as a friend who's sort of would like to be more. Um uh, Michael Maloney, who's always great, he's in there. Um it, it's but it's it's this is a five out of five film. It's it's absolutely yeah, nice. perfect. Inc- really funny, really moving, just beautiful. All right. Another one on the list for me then. Yeah, and and peak, <laughs> peak Rickman. This is this is <laughs> this is Rickman when it, at, at the absolute epitome of his Rickmanness.
0: Yeah. All right, number four for me. This is where I get my most girly. This is my most traditional kind of rom com film on the list. Is this Edward and Bella? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have Edward and Bella. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. We should do a Twilight Marathon at some point, just quietly. <laughs> oh,
1: no shame here, but I do not hate those films. I can see really? I can see all I've the only flaws seen the in first them. One. I can see all the flaws. But <laughs> maybe because I binged them when I had really, really bad flu <laughs> kinda liked them.
0: Fuck <laughs> <But> the haters. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> no, this is not Edward and Bella, but I do think that this is one of the greatest traditional rom-coms of all time. In fact, it's it's one of those, for me, along with films like Annie Hall, that really kind of established what a rom-com was. Uh, I don't have any Woody Allen on my list, but I'm a massive Woody Allen fan. Um, but I like to think of Billy Crystal oh, yeah, yeah. as better Woody Allen. And here we have Harry and Sally from When Harry Met Sally.
1: Can't criticise Are you a that. fan of this film? Oh, who isn't? It's Reiner! Reiner! Yeah. This is a masterful yeah. film. It's really,
0: right really yep. good. It's so well written. It's so well put together. These two, it's it's really funny. You kind of, you want them to be together from the start, but you also kind of don't care if they do or not. No. Because you're just happy with them being friends. And I think that that's why this movie truly works, is that they are a true couple, that you just enjoy seeing them together in any capacity. They're both in their absolute prime in this film. Like, this is both of them at their best, except for maybe City Slickers. I'm a big City oh, Slickers this, fan. Oh, this
1: is so much better than City Slickers.
0: When was the last time you watched City Slickers, mate?
1: When did it come out?
0: <laughs> well, there you go. I'm telling you, <laughs> rewatch it as an old man, because I think that's the thing. you got to remember, that movie is about- Firstly,
1: fuck you. About- Secondly,
0: <laughs> do I need to watch the, the Legend of Curly's Gold or whatever as well? No, Good. no, fuck that one, fuck that one. But I'm telling you right now. In fact, how about this? I think Noosk and I did do City Slickers at one point in the show, but it might have only been a Patreon bonus. So you and I at one point are going to do City Slickers on the show because it's it's in my top 100 of all time. Wow. Okay. But I've gone off. I've gone off track. There's no great film couples in City Slickers, but Harry and Sally absolutely love them. Just fantastic.
1: Yeah, and and. Carrie Fisher and and Bruno Kirby are possibly the greatest sort of supporting friends. (laughs) All righty, where are we up to? Number three, number three, number three. All right, curveball. All right, my number three is Albert and Armand from The
0: Birdcage. A film which you have spoken about many, many, many times on this show.
1: (laughs) The Birdcage, I have not.
0: I believe you have. I swear you have. I
1: don't, I don't, well, it, it's it's it is, what, it, it is one of the few films where the English language remake is superior to the original foreign language. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is
0: Robin Williams in the English remake?
1: Yep, it's Robin Williams and uh, yes. Nathan Lane. Um, yes, I thought so. So Robin Williams is, is the, <clears throat> the, the father of uh, main character. And Armand is his, uh, I'm not sure if they're married, but we'll say life partner, um, at, played by Nathan Lane in the kind of over-the-top camp <laughs> gay performance that uh, you probably couldn't get away with now. But I, to, yes. I, I don't think is remotely offensive. I think it is- No,
0: and Nathan Lane is a master of that too. He, he is <laughs>
1: phenomenal. But I mean, both of them yes. are amazing. He is a very,
0: very, very funner, uh, funny actor. He's just very, very funny, <laughs> very funny.
1: Uh, I, I, and he is he's hysterical in this. Um, Robin Williams is fantastic, and I think one of the reasons it works so well is that Robin Williams is kind of it, it's it's the wrong term in this context, but the straight man of yep. the comedic couple. Um, yes. yeah In that he is the non-camp, you know, obviously <laughs> gay character, but Nathan Lane is the over-the-top, larger-than-life, just as soon as he enters every room, that's the person you're looking at. Um <laughs> And, I mean, th- that entire movie is hysterically funny. Everyone in it is great. Gene Hackman, yep. Hank Azaria is hysterically funny in it. <laughs> I love Hank but, Azaria. <laughs> um, the the reason they're so high on my list is that they are utterly devoted to one another, yeah. and unapologetically comp- you know, sort of overt with their affection. So yeah. The way the story progresses, um, you've got young bloke who is there, he and his fiancee are are, are poised to get married. The parents haven't met one another. His parents are this gay theater couple. Um, and like when I say theater couple, sort of burlesque, like (laughs) feather boas, you know, proper theater couple, um, her parents are a very conservative Republican senator or, or whatever, played by Gene Hackman, and polar opposite to to his parents. And they're all coming together. He's asked his fathers to tone it down, hide you know, put the gay under the carpet and <laughs> let's just get through this. We'll kind of let them in on things after the wedding. Let's you know please for me i know it's insulting and you couldn't do it now no, people would say yeah. it's not pc and the thing is there is no reason that you should you shouldn't be able to do this film now it's not offensive you are you are yeah. in robin and nathan's corner the entire film you spend yeah, the, 100%. you spend the whole film yeah. going you shouldn't have to hide who you are these cons- and the film yeah. ends with the conservative guys Gene Hackman has yeah. to get in drag to to get out of the building without the press seeing him. You know, <laughs> yeah. every it,
0: yeah. It's if you and you're right. There, there's a reason that this couple is on your list because that you you care about them and they as stand a up for each other.
1: At the end of the day, Rob, yeah. Robert Williams refuses at the end of the day to hide his love for Nathan Lane, and yeah. Nathan Lane, who's doing his absolute best to kind of straight up and and play the part and everything, and Robin Williams ends up saying, that's not who you are. I I won't have (laughs) you hide who you are for other people. There's nothing to be ashamed of. The messages are so positive throughout, and uh, it's, you know, it's one of the best examples I can think of of someone, you know, people standing up for their partner and not being ashamed of who they love and all the rest of it. Yeah, it's beautiful. And if you haven't seen it, you need to see it.
0: Nice pick. All right. My number three. Here's where we have an aforementioned manic pixie dream girl. I, Do you want to have a guess at what it is? Is her name Clementine? Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> this is Joel and Clementine. I know you so in well. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. <laughs> in my top five favorite films of all time, this movie is. And I love this concept. This is one of the best- sci-fi films ever made I think Charlie Kaufman is a fucking genius and the entire concept behind this and the fact that it is slowly revealed that these two have done this before this isn't the first time they've wiped each other from their memories just completely said fuck you it's over but they keep getting pulled back to each other because as tormented and tragic as their story is that's their story. Mm. They're just destined yep. to keep reliving this over and over and over again. And I just adore it so much. I think th- this again. This talk about people in their peak. This is uh, like I love everything Kate Winslet has ever done. Little Children is also in my top, you know, hundred films. She's,
1: she's your Titanic, obviously. Yes. You've got Kate's at both ends of the spectrum. <laughs>
0: But this film, she is just on the top of her game, and Jim Carrey, I don't think, has ever done better than in this role as Joel as no, well. No, this is- And again, you've got a great supporting cast here as well, Mark Ruffalo, Kristen Dunst. Like, it is- Oh, fuck, I love this movie, and I love this who couple.
1: Are the- who are the guys in the van again? I haven't seen this in a while. Is it Tobey Maguire or someone in there? Elijah Wood? Uh, Elijah Wood. It's Elijah
0: Wood. God, he-, um- he has never picked a bad role. No 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 he and he's excellent in this film as well actually yeah no a great great movie and i love this couple there are so many fantastic sequences in this film where they're trying to outrun their memories to stay together oh and, this, and the way and that it's, the narrative it's,
1: uh, erasing on the screen
0: yes i am going to watch
1: this after after oh. t- tonight i, oh, you I ha- haven't you have i to haven't, have haven't seen it in, in a, a good few years i'm I've seen it once or twice and I, I absolutely love it. I obviously knew it was going to be on your list.
0: Um Yeah. I mean, it's, Charlie Kaufman, I think, is one of the greatest screenwriters of all time. M. Higgins and I just last year I think did an episode on being John Malkovich, which is another of my favourites. Adaptation. I don't think Charlie Kaufman's ever made. A, adaptation I've been meaning to rewatch for a couple of weeks now. Oh.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's incredible.
0: It, yeah. It really, really is. But I think this is the best uh Romantic relationship that I think he's written on screen. Oh, I think oh, that yeah, this film obviously sure. is a romance at its core. You know, I think you can look at some of his other movies, like Being John Malkovich. Obviously, there are romantic threads there. Oh,
1: but yeah, but this it's film not hinges like this. on this relationship. This is this yeah. is more than any film I can think of about sort of the idea that love is almost this tangible, immutable thing that is. Yes. It, it, it's above conscious thought it's above memory it's above anything there's an element of fate and whether it's happy or not yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and yeah and and it's been touched on by a a number of things since but i can't think of anything before eternal sunshine yeah that really touched on this so actually i tell a lie fuck and this would have made my list as well but it but it's not (laughs) I, i can't i can't dislodge either of my last two. So um, there was a, a <laughs> film from I think it's about 1984 called Made in Heaven with uh, yep. Timothy Hutton and Kelly McGillis. And that's a similar thing where they actually meet in heaven where yeah, he yep. he's uh, – T- Tim Hutton's died at the age of 20-something. Um, Kelly McGillis is a new soul who's never actually been to Earth in a body – Um, They fall in love and then she gets told, oh, it's time for you to go to earth and your soul will be put into a baby and you will have your first life. And Timothy Hutton approaches um, the angel in charge and says, what can I do? We're in love. What can I do? And manages to broker a deal where he will be put into a baby at the same time. And yeah. they have 30 years to find one another. If they do, they can be together forever. If they don't, sorry, sayonara, you had your shot. Yeah, right. And then that's- That sounds really cool. I love it. It's a little bit cheesy. It's very yeah. 80s. It's got gr- great <laughs> yeah. cameos from like, the likes of Neil Young and Tom Petty and people. Um, it's a cracker. Um, yeah, nice. Hard to find. I'll find it for you because I reckon you'd really dig it because it's it's really fucking schmaltzy and cheesy.
0: <laughs> All right, over to your number two, then.
1: All righty, number two, number two, number two. All right, this is where we have one Wade Wilson and Vanessa, aka Deadpool. Oh right! Oh yeah! Okay. The second most perfect
0: couple ever on wow. celluloid or digital did not even cross my <laughs> mind. I've got to say, and I'm not. A, I'm not against the choice. I think it's that's that's they interesting. They genuinely. <laughs> well, I mean, just think about it. One. Um, there
1: and, and this this is sort of where I approached. Like I left, I, I won't mention them now in case they're in your last couple. But uh, if we do honourable mentions, I'll, I'll touch on things that I thought would be in my top five, but weren't because they didn't kind of have. To to me, the perfect relationship is based on a sense of humour. If you've got yeah. both parties have a have a similar sense of humour and laugh together. That's everything. Think You know, your classic romantic relationships and I know what your favourite films are, so I'm not going to mention it, but fuck, it doesn't belong in there (laughs) for me because-
0: Are you thinking Titanic? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't have that on my list. For this very reason, actually. She wouldn't let him on the door? I was like- Literally, I mean-
1: if you took them out of the situation they were in, they would never fucking come together because their their personalities yeah. no, it's, and their true and that's don't why I didn't
0: have it on my list.
1: Whereas yep. if if you've got a couple who can have a similar sense of humor and can laugh together about the same things, you can surmount anything. It doesn't matter what life throws yeah. at you; you will get over everything because you are in sync on the most important things. And yeah. that's why I have Deadpool and Vanessa so high, because yeah. she doesn't care that he's a f- he, fucking burn victim who looks like yeah yeah. Pick any one of T.J. Miller's, you know, two avocados had sex, whatever, <laughs> yeah. a topographical map of Utah, you know. He he looks like a, a scrotum, but yeah, she loves him anyway. It, it doesn't matter that that's happened to him. She does. She sticks with him when he's got a terminal cancer diagnosis. She bounces back from him being absent for ages and coming back as a burn victim superhero. None of that matters. Yeah. Physical compatibility off the fucking charts. They go through every single public holiday, including International Women's Day. (laughs) You know, they are so in sync and um, spoilers for something that's a few years old, but when he has to deal with the loss of her in Deadpool 2. Yeah. Th- that is how I imagine I would be if I lost that much of a soulmate. Everything comes to a halt. The- nothing else in, the- in your world makes sense. Y- you-, you cannot deal with existence without that person because they permeate every facet of your being. Um, and I can't wait to that's see good where we come yeah. in uh Deadpool 3 or X Force or whatever it's going to be called. But yeah, uh, obviously, we end Deadpool 2 with him fucking the timeline up enormously just to get <laughs> yeah. her back.
0: So who yeah. knows? No, that's a good call, didn't even cross my mind. I've seen Deadpool 1 maybe twice, and Deadpool 2 only once. Um, I liked those films, but I didn't like them as much as the rest of the world. So, that's why it didn't cross my mind. But it's a good call, for sure. All right. My number two. This is where we have a late change. <laughs> because when we first started this conversation, I realized there was a couple I'd forgotten. Good. And <clears throat> this is where they wind up. So, I'm sorry to Clark and Lois. You are off the list. <laughs> wow.
1: Were they even on the list? Wow.
0: Okay. Oh, they were. Yes. In fact, they were number two. Um, but replacing them here is. Can you take a guess? Let's see if you.
1: Well, you the other guess. one that I had on my honourable mentions, but I kind of think you will probably have is Mia and Sebastian.
0: No, and they were they're on my honourable mentions. Ah. No, this couple here is Jesse and Celine from oh. Before Sunrise, Before Sunset. Honourable mention. Before, yep. 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 I I love this. And again, I think, that you know, with this number two and number three, I think that highlights one of the things that I truly believe in fate. I really do. And the idea that this couple keep finding each other. And there's something beautiful in kind of, particularly the first film, I think, the almost unromanticness of it. Like, you know, they're just kind of, they meet, we follow them in real time as they just walk around the city. And we know inherently that this is a couple that are supposed to be together. So, at the end of the film, when they leave, we know that they're coming back. And I'm so glad that we have the entire trilogy, you know, coming back there. Because it's just, again, it's a concept I love. Richard Linklater, I think, is a brilliant filmmaker. And I think these performances, Julie Delpy, Ethan Ethan Hawke, and the way that they kind of, you know, basically co-wrote this film... Um, so much of it being improvised. Yeah. I just think it lends such an authenticity to this relationship that I just adore. I love it so much. Yep.
1: I, I recently um, picked up the box set Blu-ray of yep. the entire- I, I'm with you 100%. I love Linklater ever since Slacker. Um, yes. Same. Yeah, Slacker sl- 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 is my first sl- 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 Linklater. Um, yeah. he's, a, he's a fantastically underrated filmmaker, and, yeah, these films are just beautiful. I know our mate Julio would agree. He's a huge fan. Yes. um, Because he's got a heart as big as Texas. Um,
0: Yeah. It's so funny. Julio and I, I feel like we have such a kind of- Closely linked um, <clears throat> kind of selection of things that we like. But then every time I go to show him something that I'm like, oh, you'll love this, or vice versa, <clears throat> we kind of don't like it. And I'm like, that's so weird because, you know, we're both massive Woody Allen fans. We love Link Ladder. We love all this stuff. And yet every time we show each other something, we don't like it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I'll tell you what. So d- weird. D- d- uh, and, and I'll stop derailing this episode for the last time in a second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's get Julio on because I've only ever. We should. I- I- yeah. I've. Only ever had been on an app with Julio when I was thrashing him in the countdown trivia. Um, (laughs) Let's get because I am overdue to watch Little Children, so I'll watch that. You watch Holy Motors, and then we'll bring Julio (laughs) on and we'll both report back to him because they're two of his favourite films. There we go.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and for the re- for the record, for the public, let's let's throw a proper plug out. We are, of course, talking about Julio from the Contrarians, which is a fantastic podcast. I just go check it out. He's- Everyone listen to the Contrarians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we here we go with our number ones.
1: Yep, and we're not crossing over. I guarantee okay. you. All right, so number one for me is one of my biggest regrets in cinematic history, because. I love the film Odd Thomas, but unfortunately the wonderful Anton Yeltsin passed away and we never got the other four or five films that would have come in this franchise. Um, But it's a fantastic film and he and his girlfriend Stormy Llewellyn are the most perfect couple in cinematic history
0: another film that I have not seen. What did you say it was called? Sorry. Odd Thomas. Odd Thomas. Thomas. Okay.
1: uh, Yelchin plays our our protagonist, Odd Thomas. He is a guy who has the ability to see things beyond the normal realm. So he sees these sort of demonic uh, things that gather whenever death is about to occur. Uh, The more violent the death, the more of these monstery things occur um and they can tell if you can see them so he has to spend his entire time hiding the fact that he can see these monstrous things that accumulate around uh, and um he helps out local police chief played by Willem Defoe um who sort of accepts his abilities uh, without question and uh it, it sort of follows him as he deals with – he has this he's sort of unpaid profession of trying to prevent violent death to innocent people. So he'll see these things gathering around someone, follow them and stop them getting hit by a car or that sort of thing. Um, yeah And over the, the – the, it's based on a book by Dean R. Dean Kuntz who's – Kind of like the yes, the Love almost the almost Stephen King, almost Stephen <laughs> <Yeah>. King. Yes, <laughs> um, Kunst had a series of these, and I think there were six from memory books right. in this in this series. And I haven't heard of the books either. Um, I mean, the first one's called Old Thomas, obviously. But uh, yeah, there, there's, there's um, we would have got a franchise out of this had yeah. it, um, Anton Yotchin not uh, sadly passed away just after this one. But he, I, I, I've, I reckon I've seen this five, six times. I, I fucking Might love it. Another one for me to add to the list. It's so it good. It sounds great. He is fantastic. It sounds great. As he always is. But. Most underrated actor of his generation. She is gorgeous and their rapport, they have the most perfect relationship I have ever seen on film or TV.
0: Yeah. It sounds great, but. Bring it. it. Come on. cannot be the number one. Come (laughs) on. I I cannot believe that this is not on your list. I mean, I I can believe it. Is it it Ellie
1: and Carl from Up?
0: No. (laughs) Because
1: they're beautiful.
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) It is the most handsome man who has ever. Ever lived. This better not be the Carrie fucking Elwes. conjuring.
1: Oh, no, of course. Oh, no! <laughs> You're kidding. This is the worst fucking couple. This is on my Buttercup anti-list. and West. No!
0: No way. Fuck you. This is the quintessential romance film. This is- Is it? This is the love story. <laughs> How can you not like the Princess Bride, Dave?
1: She wouldn't even call him by his name until after he died. Farm boy do this, farm she didn't, boy do she that, didn't farm have boy to, yeah. do this. She was a
0: bitch. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> whoa. Nah, nah. Let me tell you, I hate when Noose calls me Billy. When Noose calls me Billy, that's when I know I'm in trouble.
1: What does she normally <laughs> like, call you? Billy. Farm boy.
0: That's what I This is, an, this I is ask an, an insight into, me, into your life do I don't it. need. <laughs> yeah. Nah, Buttercup and Wesley, 100%. Th- this, it was the first- couple that crossed my mind they i wrote them down at number one and i didn't move them after i thought of it because they are and and i toyed with others i thought about rick and evie uh, that's from the not Mummy. That,
1: that that's the um the other one that i had that i thought you would have along with yeah, um the- joel and clementine and me and sebastian from la la land
0: yeah yeah, so definitely honorable mentions those, but I mean Buttercup and Wesley, like they're just so beautiful together. There's a shortage they, of perfect though? breasts in the world, Dave. There <laughs> are. Oh, I have nothing against Wesley. This is my number Wesley one. Wesley is of fantastic.
1: All time. I mean, I don't understand why he he went through the charade of calling himself Dread Pirate Roberts, not just going, "Hi, I'm back." But that's the story. We deal with that. <laughs> but she's. I mean, I I like Robin Wright; she's a good actress. But Buttercup is just nothing. No, I mean, she like gives Buttercup. me nothing in that, and, and I'm the biggest Princess Bride fan in the world. I adore that film. I have seen it yeah. more times than I can count. I love everything about it. But their romance is probably, to me, the. The, the least aspect of that film. I just. No. Nah. I, I get nothing from her at all. She's. Wow. Vapored. She's. My Wesley will always come for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> buy it. I, 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 I get nothing.
0: What a differing opinion we have here. I know. All right. Well, there we go. That's our top five. So do you have any other honourable mentions that haven't already been thrown out there? Oh,
1: so many. Uh, Let me leave out the bromance ones because we'll get to those. Um, Yeah. As I said, I had Eliza and the Fish. I had Joel and Clementine. George and Mary
0: Bailey. Oh yeah, that's a good call. Yes, um, I mean yeah. lash out of the moon. And swallow <laughs> <it>. <laughs> no,
1: if nothing else, what she does for their honeymoon with that leaky old yep. fucking hotel and the movie posters, along with um, the original Bert and Ernie, um, that did it for me. Yeah. Um, I had I had yep. Emma and Adele from Blue is the warmest color. Yeah, yeah, um, yep. which is a, a, another beautiful relationship. Uh, and, I mean, let's face it, not a hard film to watch. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ron and Hermione.
0: Yes, I had them on my short list for, as well. for yep. them.
1: Um, yep. Alabama and
0: Clarence Whirly from True Romance. Yep.
1: Um, Celine and Jesse we touched on. Oh, uh, Jamal and Latika from Slumdog Millionaire were very close to my oh, top yeah. five. yeah. He, That's a good he, bo- Yeah, not only does even, he d- go through a trivia competition, he literally climbs <laughs> through a mountain of shit. Um, which I, I mean, I, I have lots of female friends and, and lots of women I've loved over the years. Can't think of one I'd climb through a mountain of shit for. Um, uh, Rick and Evie, we touched on, uh, and then we're well and truly into bromance level, I think. Yeah. Oh, and Ellie and Carl from Up, which was a kind of a hard to leave off the list really, but because they, the entire relationship is in about a minute and a half, I kind of felt like <laughs> yeah. it's hard to include on the list. And Edward and Bella, we can't forget Edward and Bella, the romance that <laughs> surmounted life and death and led to the creepiest baby in cinematic history. <laughs>
0: All right, that's, you that's Do you have any good stuff right mate? there. Only, only ones that have been mentioned. Yeah, Rick and Evie. Um, all righty. Well, next week, we, again, don't know what we're doing yet. Maybe
1: we're doing top five <laughs> romances. Who knows? We don't know. Maybe, you know what?
0: Maybe we are. Maybe we are.
1: We'll, we'll get to d d <laughs> we'll one like- day. We still need to get to d and I'm, I'm less concerned about am, John Wick. I am
0: actually- I do want to actually, chat
1: about d d if we can get to it. Yes,
0: I am hopeful that I will get to d d this week. So maybe we'll do d d next week um, before we get on to some more top fives. Because, yeah, I am desperate to see it. I'm really, really uh,
1: keen. It's It's- <laughs> My number one thing I'm most excited for at the moment. Um,
0: I couldn't give a toss about John Wick. I am very excited for Dungeons yeah, and
1: Dragons. Yeah. I, I mean I'll see John Wick. It, I'm sure it's going to be more John Wick. <laughs> and uh, I and I'm so sorry Paul. I I know you're cross <laughs> with me. But I'm just it's it's good. It's fine. I'm just not Yeah. I'm not there. But D- D&D, great. I'm well stoked for. Um, 100%. We'll try and get our buddy Drew on. I'm not sure if we can coordinate that, but we will try. Um, yeah. But otherwise, we're going to have a lot more interesting episodes like this one coming because I th- yeah. you've got work. I've got, i have got a holiday. I have to go and sit on to- a beach and drink <laughs> Mai Tai's. Um and
0: before that you've got to get a passport. Mate. Yeah, fucking don't remind me,
1: I'm so stressed. It's um my passport's fine. It's it's three children's passports that are giving me fucking angina at the
0: moment. <laughs> All right. Well, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at WeWatchTheThing.com or WeWatchTheThing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at WeWatchTheThing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at Patreon.com forward slash WeWatchTheThing, and we'll catch you next week. Go watch Odd Thomas and maybe Mr. Wright.